What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's 8 p.m. in London, 3 o'clock in New York, 2 p.m. in Texas, and noon in Los Angeles. You're listening to Radio Stranahan. Lee Stranahan, thank you. It was a privilege for me to meet you last weekend. You're tuned into Radio Stranahan. And now, here's your presenter, Lee Stranahan. Good afternoon, everybody. Lee Stranahan, Radio Stranahan. Hi, how's it going? You're looking fit as a fiddle. So, let me just get to the sponsor thing right away, because I don't want to get off on a rant and then uh, lose it. We are sponsored, as always, by The Urban Farming Guys. You can visit their website at theurbanfarmingguys.com, and I want you to. And I especially want you to check out their new video, Farming in the Hood, Part 2. And again, don't worry if you haven't seen Part 1. Part 2 will suffice. It's a great video. It's about 15 minutes long, and I was really blown away when I saw it. It gives you a real indication of what these guys are doing, which is they're teaching people in the roughest places in the world, places like India, Mexico, and Kansas City. I know, just go with me. They're teaching people in the roughest places in the world how to become self-sustaining individuals, teaching them how to create their own businesses, grow their own food, and they have a fantastic new project that they're trying to do. I really want you to check out the video. Trust me, it's great. TheUrbanFarmingGuys.com, we're proud to have them as our sponsor. So, by the way, the coffee, the, the uh, beverage of the day is coffee. I almost said the coffee of the day is beverage, which tells you I haven't had enough beverage yet, doesn't it? So, ah, that's good. A little chicory, Louisiana-style community coffee. That's, that's the official drink. So, I, I've been doing journalism now since roughly 2008. And by my calculation, so that's going on seven years. I wrote before that. I started a magazine. I did a bunch of stuff. But I've been doing journalism for about seven years now. And in the past, I don't know, year especially, I have become very disheartened that's a good word. Sad, that's a shorter word, a little more Anglo-Saxon. Uh, I've become disheartened by not just the state of journalism, but by the audience of journalism. It's really easy for me to blame journalists. It would be really easy for me to tell you the problem with journalism is just the journalist. And I do media criticism, and so I'm critical of the media all the time. But I had this thought. Let's talk about what happened in, in Paris. So last week, obviously, there was the massacre 
17 people killed. These Islamist terrorists attacking. By the way, you they attacked the offices of the French magazine Charlie Hello. See, I, I have to say that because Charlie Hello, because when I listen to the BBC, which I do uh, daily, I listen to about five different radio uh, shows to get my news. There's a couple apps you can do, NewsHour, Hourly News, and they play a succession of podcasts. Here's a little news gathering hint for you. So they'll play NPR, Fox, CBS, uh, Deutsche Welle, which is uh, German and great, by the way, uh, BBC. They'll play these little five-minute newscasts, and by listening to all of those newscasts, I get a good sense of what's going on in the world. And one thing I realize is the people in the BBC do a very good job with French pronunciation. So when I hear people in the States talking about the French satirical magazine whose first name is Charlie, they, end, they get it wrong. But the guys in the BBC do that French choking thing, so it sounds better. But I digress. So we know what happened in Paris. And then on Sunday, you had a, a million, I, I've heard numbers from a million three to three million people marching in the streets of Paris. A lot of people. And at first, when it was going on, it looked like the reaction of uh, conservatives, which I'm, I am one, but it looked like the reaction of conservatives people on the right. Let's let's break the world up into people on the left and people on the right for purposes of clarification and oversimplification. It looked like people on the right's attitude was a ah, big deal, whatever. I mean, people were literally telling me like, oh, big deal. This doesn't mean anything. But then they realized that President Obama hadn't shown up. And so then now, since then, at first, people on the right, because they weren't being told what to think yet, they, they hadn't gotten the, what everybody else in the tribe thought. And that's just the way people operate. Sorry. I, I know it's sad, but it's just how people operate. They want to find out what other people in their peer group think. So once they realized, at first they thought, well, big deal, who cares? Because, you know, it's kind of like the French and whatever. Because I'll come to the point there in a second, but... Once they realized that the, the talking point was it's bad that Obama didn't show, suddenly the event took on new significance. It became a new way to criticize uh, the president. And again, I'm real critical of the president. But it's not like a free-floating, <laughs> like I'm going to find something to be critical of. It's more like I have, he, he does things that I don't agree with, and he believes things that are wrong. Okay, so... But I was thinking about this because a lot of people on the right are making a big deal of the fact that President Obama didn't go to this thing in, in Paris. And it reminds me of what I had said on Twitter early in the day while the event was going on, where I tweeted out, and I wrote an article about this. It's up on Rebel Pundit, uh, rebelpundit.com, one of the places I write currently. So I wrote an article about how when I asked the question, 
Can you imagine a million people, a million Americans, taking to the streets? I was attacked by people. People got mad at me for asking the question. Someone called me dishonorable for asking whether Americans would do it, and they defended Americans' lack of doing it. But, not, but see, now that everyone's criticizing Obama for not showing up, I had this realization. I tweeted about it last night. Oh, it's very hard to be critical of Obama not showing up when we have a media who refuse to print the cartoons because they might offend people. It was all over the media. It's CBS, the New York Times... ABC. I think today I saw on Twitter that, that Fox is showing the new cover, which shows it's a cartoon of Muhammad saying all is forgiven. So, but I realized we have a media who doesn't show up. So we had a president who doesn't show up, sure. But, but the American people didn't show up either. Are the, the people, if you're criticizing President Obama... Explain to me, if you were one of the people who was saying that this event doesn't matter, how can you criticize Obama for showing up in an event that doesn't matter? And David Burge, who's uh, the Iowa pundit, I forget, Iowa pundit blog. It sounds stupid that I don't remember his Twitter name, but I don't. But anyway, he had a great tweet. I, he was aiming at the left because he's a conservative. I think he was aiming at the left, but it's a shotgun approach and it hit everybody. He said, don't say, you know, the I am Charlie thing, the Jesus Charlie, the, whatever that is, I am Charlie. Don't, he said, don't say that if you're the kind of person who's trying to get businesses and radio shows shut down. If you sign petitions to get businesses shut down. Well, that's true, right? That's true. I agree with him. But it's also true. Now, I'll pick on Ben Shapiro for a second. Ben Shapiro, who writes over, uh, has written a Breitbart for a number of years. He's, he's now the lead, the editor at large, but he's, he's more than that. He's like the chief editor at large or something whatever that means. So when he kicked off the collaboration he did with David Horowitz and it, this happened about a year ago, I guess, where he kicked off Truth Revolt, his site, the first thing he did was try to censor somebody, was to, uh, try to get an activist boycott of somebody. I'm not real big on boycotts. I'm really not. Just don't, if you don't want to buy something, don't buy it, I guess. But I'm not big on these, like, sponsorship boycotts to, like, oh, we're going to shut down a show. And, the, and look, this, people do this all the time. They go, oh, well, look, they do it with Rush Limbaugh. I know. So make a choice. Is it wrong when you do it to Rush Limbaugh, or is it that you like Limbaugh, so you don't like it when people go after him, but then if people use the same tactic for things you don't like, it's somehow okay. That's fine, but don't criticize the tactic. Just say, I like Limbaugh, I don't want him shut down. I don't like these other people, I want them shut down. But either way, I, I don't think you're that cool. Because I don't think, I'm a more voices, not less person. 
Don't shut Limbaugh down if you disagree with him. Answer him. Don't shut Al Sharpton down if you don't agree with him. Answer him. If you want to hold the networks to accountability, have them put opposing views on. So the point is, and this relates to what I was saying at the beginning about being cynical about not just the journalists, but the audience. I can look, I can criticize CBS and ABC and CBN, uh, CNN and everybody else. But what I can't do is tell you that the American public actually deserves better. Because it's not up to me. It's up to the American public. And they've apparently decided that they don't, in fact, deserve better. People have apparently decided that they're okay. This gets back to the boycott thing. I'm not saying boycott them. I'm saying stop tuning in. If you don't like CNN, I I barely watch CNN. When I, I see stuff's breaking, I go to Twitter. I can figure it out. I can sort of look at the, what's out there and figure out what's going on. So I, I'm not saying boycott them. I just don't watch them. That's my little tactic there. So unfortunately, I think we're getting the president that we deserve. The, the not show up president is because we're a not show up public. And we have a not show up media If you don't care whether something's true or not, and I've noticed this, people don't care whether something's true or not. I got to get John Ziegler on here again. If you're John Ziegler and if you've just had to listen to 13 minutes of me ranting just to get to your name, I'm sorry. But I got to get Ziegler on here again to talk about the Paterno case because I like like Ziegler. He's, you know, he's irascible. That's accurate. But I, but I like plenty of irascible people. And I like irascible people on the left and the right. I like people on the left and the right. I, I, I'm friendly with Chuck Johnson, Chuck C. Johnson, the controversial reporter. I'm also friendly with Dave Weigel. And, uh, but, but Ziegler, I feel for the guy on this Paterno story because he keeps being interested in the facts and nobody else is interested. And I know what it's like to be on a story when you're trying to put the facts out there and nobody cares. And it's frustrating. But nobody cares. And that's the thing. I have not noticed something in the public. I've not noticed something where people are willing to go, oh, well, you know, I'm wrong about that. I don't want to be wrong about that. Let me change my opinion. When people get into an opinion, they get stuck in that opinion. And it's unfortunate and sad. Unless everybody else is going along with a new opinion, then they go along with that. But those are my thoughts. I, like I say, I'm, I'm feeling a little cynical now, but people are getting the media and the president that we deserve, unfortunately. Let's have our standards be a little higher. Maybe we'll get more back. Till next time, I'm Lee Stranahan. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.